My beloved in Jesus Christ, our Lord, my goodness, how long have we awaited this day? We've awaited your entire life for this day. You know, you could have gotten married anywhere, right? You could have gone, had a civil union, something or whatever you want, but you chose to make the effort to get married in the church. And this brings about such gifts and such blessings that we will discover throughout the course of your life. When we began the divine liturgy, when I began with the words, blessed is the kingdom of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the heavenly came down to earth. Even though your watches are still ticking, we're now in God's time. We're in the heavenly kingdom. We're in that reflection of where we are going. And so this coronation event, this crowning in marriage, is Christological in nature. It's at the very heart of this union and eschatological in its direction. As we heard in the opening prayers, we heard about all these marriages. We heard about Adam and Eve being created in marriage. Eve came from the side of Adam. The fathers say they were created in marriage. And we come all the way to the other end of Scripture, to the very end, and we hear about the, the wedding feast of the Lamb. It ends with another marriage. And in between these bookends, we have all these marriages of which we mentioned just a few in this morning's prayer. Abraham and Isaac, or Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebekah, Jacob and Rachel, Zachariah and Elizabeth, Joachim and Anna. And even they continue on, right? Aquila and Priscilla and on and on and on. And you two are part of that lineage because you're part of God's creation. In the Old Testament, God was always using a marital relationship, this image, with God and His people Israel. In the New, this marital relationship has begun between Christ and His church. We hear Jesus referring to himself when he was asked, why don't your disciples fast? He says, they won't fast while the groom is with them. St. John the Baptist is called the bridegroom of Christ. And of course, St. Paul will speak of Christ and the church in a spousal relationship. So you are part of all of that. And you take your place in it. And because you've taken the, the, made the decision to be married in the church, you receive its sacramental graces through Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit that you don't get anywhere else. You don't get it anywhere else. And this will give you great strength and comfort in the days to come and the years that go by. 
You are crowned. Aren't those beautiful crowns? They're crowned as king and queen in the kingdom of heaven. Because right now, you and I are in the kingdom of heaven. If the veil could be removed from our eyes, we would see the truth. Just as it was for the apostles on Mount Tabor, <clears throat> when their eyes were opened to see our Lord in His glory. You are crowned as king and queen of your home. You are royalty because you're united in Christ, who is the king of all. Now, you're also crowned for martyrdom, right? We've talked about in our classes, this dying of self. We realize it's not all about me, 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 me anymore. It's about the other. And so, it's a reminder to you and to all of us that this is an event, a lifestyle that you'll have to live and learn to die to self. It doesn't mean you become invisible and aren't important, but it means giving yourself to the other. But martyrdom also means witness. And the two of you are to bear witness to us of what this spousal relationship of Christ and the church looks like. We have examples of Christ, of what he's done in the recorded in Scripture. And you're to show us what that looks like. But we have a responsibility to you as well. To show you a reflection of that in our own lives, in the state of life that we are in. And you have the power and the gift of the church, her graces and her sacraments, to keep you and strengthen you. Now, we come to that point where I give my words. I've had, I received 38 years ago, the end of this month. I found these words to be true then, just as they are true today. And they're true not just for this couple, but for all married couples, and not just for married couples, anybody that has a relationship with anyone. Aiden, you cannot make Madison love you. You can't buy her love, and you cannot force her love. But what you can do is to choose at each moment of the day to love her with your entire being, using all the languages of love at your disposal. And Madison, there's nothing you can do to make Aiden love you. You can't buy his love. You can't force his love. But what you can do is to choose at each moment of the day to love him with your entire being, using all the languages of love at your disposal. You see, love isn't about emotions. Emotions come and go. Love is about a choice. I choose to do good for the other. And so as you go through your lives, you keep this in mind, you will have a healthy relationship that reflects Christ. If we look to Christ, we see He chose to do the good for the other all the time, even to the point of laying His life down for others. It was a choice of love. It wasn't an emotional response.
But if you do this, the fruitfulness of your relationship will blossom. And it will carry you through the great times that you're going to have and the challenging times that we're going to have that I've shared with you. But that's what makes you stronger and a tighter couple, a greater bond. The two of you are not who you were a little while ago in that narthex. You're completely different now. You're bound to each other as one. You're given to each other as a helpmate into the heavenly kingdom, which requires you, like the rest of us, to be evenly yoked. Which means you have to be yoked into Christ. So you have to make sure your prayer life, your sacramental life, is primary in your relationship. Non-negotiable. And you do it together. You pray at home together. You come to church together. And in the sacramental life, it will keep you going in the direction. We talked about that eschatological direction, that heavenly direction. It will keep you moving where you need to go because you're bound in Christ. So when you do these things, God will bless you abundantly. You chose to be married in the church. And God will bless you with the abundance of his grace beyond your wildest imagination. But you have to stay close to him and close to each other. But it's amazing as you draw closer to each other, you also draw closer to him. Yes, you are kings and queens in the heavenly kingdom. You're martyrs in the eyes of all of us and the saints in heaven. And you're created to, for each other to help each other get to heaven. You're each other's helpmate. So you have to be each other's mirror, helping them, rubbing those, those sharp edges to where you're a polished gem. So remember those words that I need to be yoked into Christ. We need to be founded in prayer in the sacramental life of the church. And we need to choose at each moment for the other. Our choice is for the other. You wake up in the morning, I choose us. I choose you. I choose to give myself to you completely this day. And God will reward you. Remain faithful to each other. Remain faithful to Christ. And the graces will abound and you will reach that heavenly kingdom with each other arm in arm because you are bound into Christ through this sacrament. I congratulate the two of you. I'm so joyful for the two of you. And I want to remind the two of you that when you have children, well, we talked about that, the baptism. I'm, I would like them to be baptized here, but <laughs> anyway. May God's blessing be upon you as you journey about your life. Wherever he takes you, you always have each other in him. You will always have your helpmate. Stay close to each other and stay close to Christ. Glory to Jesus Christ.